Let us worship God. reading this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, the sixth chapter, beginning with the 17th verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for these ancient words and for the lives of those who have carried them down throughout the ages. We ask that you would open our hearts and minds this morning that your fresh word might fall upon us this day. Amen. Jesus came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre in Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, 
Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the realm of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Humanity. Rejoice on that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
Well, good morning, everyone. Well, thank you once again for having me. And I very, very, very much appreciate the intro music. I appreciate the special music. Thank you for that. And I really appreciate the warm greeting that I receive each and every time I am here. So thank you for making me feel so welcome. We are going to jump into this. Um, but first, let me start by reading this, this, this quote. This is by Ernie, Ernest Hemingway. It's, it's, it's in our bulletin. And it says that every person has two deaths. When they are buried in the ground and the last time that someone says their name. In some ways, humans can be immortal. Really enjoy this quote, and we are going to circle back to that very shortly. Uh, but let's, let's talk a little bit about this scripture passage. The scripture passage that we just read, it's very interesting, and here's what I love about it. You have a bunch of people. They are following Jesus and wanting to hear Jesus speak. And it is because they are being healed. I love that. Someone was using their power and their resources to help people. No payment seemed to be necessary. No previous relationship seemed to be necessary. They didn't even have to become followers or members of a particular group. I absolutely love this about Jesus, about people like Martin Luther King Jr., about organizations and movements like the Poor People's Campaign that are just committed to helping people who need help, the end. Now, one of the other things that I notice about this passage, one of the things that I think can get glossed over very, very easily, is that Jesus' eyes seem to find the disciples as soon as he started to speak. He seemed to be speaking, even though there's a crowd of many people from neighboring regions, he seemed to be speaking specifically to the disciples. They had only recently started following Jesus, and yet the expectations were placed upon them. Blessings for those of you who are poor, hungry, and weep. And yet he encouraged them to continue doing good, even though they may be persecuted for it. And he warned them that an easier life may result in better treatment, and wider acceptance. So we have healing and service for all, but the challenge is to be better for a few, the followers. So if you consider yourself to be a follower of Jesus, these words I will direct and the challenges for today will be directed toward you. 
So here is my question, which is found in the title of the sermon, why do we kill our heroes? Why do we kill those who insist on love? Maybe because love is more than a kindness, a comfort, and a solace. Love is also a connection wrapped in a covenant. Love calls us and continues to call us to be our better self. Part of this process of becoming better is to accept and to continue to accept this challenge daily, to accept it as our daily bread. Love is relentless and demanding in that way. The demands of love are endless because the bounds of love are endless, which reflects the endless worth in each individual person. Therefore, all who are weary laden are invited to come find rest, and all who are hurting are invited to find healing. Well, that doesn't sound so bad. So again, I ask, why is it that we sometimes kill those who insist on loving and serving? Because there are days when we are not up to the challenge, if we're honest. We insist that the change that we are asked to make in our laws, in our social structures, and in our hearts are too drastic or too soon. So the servant actually becomes our enemy on a technicality. And because we are so well-versed at hating our enemy, well, the rest is elementary, routine. Skeptical? Well, consider, consider this. I have several members of my family who are or have been part of the U.S. military. Dad, Marine, youngest brother, Marine, older brother, Army medic, younger brother, Navy. Well, in the military, they are very effective in training their soldiers to be able to kill on the orders of a commanding officer. But the thing is, killing is not natural. Our bodies resist it. So, as part of the training regimen, they adopt new language so that humans are not referred to as such. Instead, they are referred to as enemies, targets, combatants threats that need to be eliminated. Again, because we are so well-practiced at hating our enemy, well, the rest is routine. Now, this is as true as it is for soldiers and citizens alike. Civilians, yes. That certainly suggests that we are the civil ones, doesn't it? 
because we don't do such things. If I were to ask, when was the last time that any of us had been into a fight, we'd probably have to, we'd probably have to go back a while. It's because, again, we are the civil ones. Except, except there is this. There is this. Adults should teach, we should teach our young people how to solve problems, how to manage disagreements in peaceful ways rather than encouraging violence. But instead, one of the things that we have done is we have asked our young people to fight for us. We outsource our hate to our youth, to our poor, to our marginalized. Anything but love our enemies. You see, my heroes have more courage to speak out than I do. That's, that's the way that I feel. And yet, if I'm going to eat my daily bread and accept the challenge of being better each and every day, I still need to do my part. And if I truly believe in the teachings of my heroes, then I cannot let myself off the hook. This song that I'm about to play is part of that effort for me. Bill Withers wrote this song as a response to the Vietnam War. Interesting because the scripture passage that I read, I talked about glancing over the part about Jesus healing people, the end. Sounds so good. Of all the Bill Withers songs, this is one of the ones that many people I find out don't know. That's totally fine, we can't know all of the songs. But with this one, he met someone, he met a young man who had returned from Vietnam and the young man had been uh, shot in his right shoulder, lost part of his arm. For a while I thought that he might die, then realized, okay, he's going to live, but Bill Withers started to put himself in this young man's shoes and started to think about what he may have been thinking about. So we pin this song. Well, I'll tell you, I am 40 years old. And since I can remember, our country has either been at war or on the brink of some war. Going way back to Desert Storm. Some things are very hard to change. So when I play this song, I want you to listen. I want you to listen to the language of the enemy. Listen to the language of the stranger because I think it is crucial for us to continue on this path. We have to have that because again, killing is not natural. So listen for the outsourcing of violence and listen to the warnings of our heroes. 
I can't write left-handed Would you please write a letter to my mother Tell the tale, tell the tale Tell a tale, family lawyer. Try to get a deferment for my younger brother. Tell the Reverend Myers to pray for me. I ain't gonna live, I ain't gonna live, I ain't gonna live to get much older, yeah, 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 strange little man over here in Vietnam, I ain't, I ain't never seen, bless his heart, ain't never done nothing to, he done shot me in my shoulder. Shot me in my shoulder, yeah. Boot camp, we had classes. We talked about fighting every day. Looking through rosy colored glasses I must admit it seemed exciting anyway But something they overlooked to tell me Bullets look better, I must say Brother, when they're not coming at you But going out the other way Strange little man over here in Vietnam. I ain't, I ain't never seen. Bless his heart, ain't never done nothing to. He done shot me in my shoulder. He done shot me in my shoulder. I can't, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I. I can't, I can't, I, I can't, I can't write left-handed. We cannot outsource the hard work of loving our enemies. War is hell. 
But we cannot have war without a foundation of hate within our communities. By the time we get to war, we've already made a practice of making people objects who are not worthy of love, grace, and compassion. Our heroes have told us this, and some of them have died for it. But we do not have to let them die twice. We can choose to remember them and the lessons that they taught us. Remember that quote? Every person has two deaths. When they are buried in the ground and the last time somebody says their name. In this way, we can be immortal. So all these heroes that we love and we celebrate, the Martin Luther Kings, the Gandhis, take your pick. They can, they can live on. And in this context, there's little difference in remembering and doing. Amen?
as we continue now with the prayer chants, you are invited in the silence of your hearts to offer your prayers of intercession and supplication, those prayers for the world, for those you love, and for yourself to be given to God. Peace be still. 
Holy One, you have fed us in word and silence, in song and in community. And for that, we give you our thanks and our praise. Amen. Love calls us to be our better selves. Go forth and allow the love of your heroes to live on. And may the grace of God who created you in love the peace of Christ who teaches it is possible to be loved, and the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen. Amen.